Welcome everybody to another great installment of Calvary Christian Center. We pray that today's message encourages you and inspires you like never before. So sit back, grab your notes, your notepad, and enjoy this message live from Calvary Christian Center. To be connecting with each of you. I, you know, honestly, I'm homesick for you. I miss you. But since I can't see you face to face, I'm glad to be able to come into your home with good news. And I want to tell you, in the midst of all this bad news, I've got good news. And here's the good news. The good news is the bad news was wrong. Our God has got this. Don't you overreact. Don't you get upset. Don't you be bound up by the enemy. God's got this all under control. God's not concerned about the coronavirus. Come on. He's not upset. He's not worried. He's not in anxiety. And you are a child of God. See, I said last weekend, I want to reemphasize the fact that I believe in this season, what we are experiencing is not just a church building invasion. No, this is a home invasion. It's happening right now. We're bringing God's spirit, God's power, God's presence right into your home. And I want to talk to you from Acts chapter 2. I want to talk to you about another house, another place where God's presence, the Bible said, invaded the house. There's 120 people there. They've been quarantined. Come on. They've separated themselves. They're in the upper room. And this is where we pick it up in Acts chapter 2. Follow along with me. It said, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all in one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house. Get that now. It filled the house. It filled the house where they were sitting. Uh, I feel like something powerful is going to fill your house this morning. There appeared to them clothed in a divided tongues just like fire, and one sat down upon each of them. And then they were all filled, the Bible says, with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. What we see here takes place on the day of Pentecost. And God broke right in to the house and poured out his power. And I want to tell you in this moment, God is going to break right into your house. I believe he's going to break right in to your issue. He's going to break right into your problem. And he's going to pour out his spirit. I want to preach for a few minutes. Outbreak. See, God broke in so they could break out. And I believe God's going to speak to us today. So, Lord, just have your way. As I preach here in Ormond to people around the world, let there be an outbreak of your Holy Spirit. God, break into their house, break into their homes, and then let there be an outbreak of power. We give you glory in Jesus' name. Now, in some ways, I'm going to pick up where I left off last week. I talked last week about a home invasion. And oh my Lord, God moved, I've heard from people literally around the world who've said that message was for us. Because remember what we learned was that in this season, 
as we are live streaming around the world, this is not just a church building invasion because we're so used to meeting at our facilities and meeting on our properties. The devil's upset about it because this is a home invasion. And I want to talk to you today about an outbreak. When, when, when God breaks into your house and when God moves in your situation, now, I want to tell you at the very inception of this message, yes, we've been through some trying times. Yes, this is a challenging season, but this won't last forever. I feel like in the name of Jesus, somebody needs to hear there's an outbreak. How about let's flip it. There's a breakout coming. You're going to break out of this season. You're going to break out of this problem. And everything that the enemy meant for evil, God is going to turn it for good. I believe it with all my heart. Now let's look at the word outbreak because we've heard so much about outbreaks and pandemics and all these different things. But the word outbreak, it means a sudden start of something. And I believe that this season that we're in represents a new thing that God is getting ready to do. I'm learning things now. I've, I've changed my way of thinking about being in people's homes and live stream. And there's so much the enemy thought that would defeat the church. The church is more present than it's ever been. And I believe we started something. In fact, today, I was just spending time with the Lord and I heard these two words. I heard divine reset. God said, I'm resetting things. I'm, I'm getting your priorities back in order. And I believe that we are about to experience revival in America like we've never experienced it. I believe we're about to experience an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. I believe God is about to do a thing. Now, now listen to me very closely. We are bringing this power, this anointing, this glory right into your home. And when it gets in your home, it gets to be another level. When this power comes into your home, this preaching, this teaching, this worship, this prayer, when it gets in your home, it gets personal. And when it gets in your home, things rise to another level because it's not superficial anymore. It's not just a place you come and you experience a service. No, we're bringing church to you. And when it's not superficial, it's supernatural. See, God is pouring out something supernatural in your home right now. I believe God is making himself real to you and for you right now. Now, in our text, it revolves around the day of Pentecost. There's 120 that are quarantined there. And then there is an outpouring of the Holy Spirit that led to an outbreak of the church. It was a sudden start of something powerful. And these faithful 120 have found themselves, the Bible says, in an upper room. But don't miss this. They're in an upper room and they're in a house. They are quarantined. They are separated. They are expected but they're in the house. And I want to pick up the story right here because I'm believing that the same wind that blew in that house 2,000 years ago, that wind and that power and that spirit that blew in that house 2,000 years ago can blow in your house today. 
If, if he came to the house in Jerusalem, he'll come to your house in Palm Coast. He'll come to your house in Orlando. He'll come to your house in Milwaukee. He'll come to your house in LA. He'll come to your house in Miami. Wherever you're at, he'll come to your house. See, I'm believing that God is pouring his spirit in your house today. It's going to hit your house. The Bible says in Acts 2.2 that suddenly, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. Now listen, y'all. I was captured by the verse, that verse that, that, that the Bible records as saying that, it, that when the sound came from heaven, it came as a rushing mighty wind, a rushing mighty wind. Get this now. When the Spirit of God came in, he didn't drag in. He didn't come in slowly but he came in as a rushing wind. I was so taken by that that I began to study the Greek word from the original text for the word rushing. And it just blew me away and it thrilled my soul because the Greek word for rushing means to do much more than just move speedily or in a hurry. It meant that God moved quickly and I'm telling you, I'm glad that I serve a God who will move fast when I need him to move fast who can move quickly when I need him to do things in a hurry. But this word, this word rushing actually has a layered meaning. It is actually a phrase in the Greek. And the Greek word certainly means to move swiftly or quickly, but it means to come with the agenda of providing help. It means that I'm not just coming in, I'm coming in to help. I'm not just coming in, I'm coming in with answers. He said, I'm not just coming in, I'm coming in with power. I'm not just coming in, I'm coming in with whatever it is that you need. This is amazing to me because when the Holy Spirit rushed into that house, he didn't just rush in to hang out, but he rushed in to help. He rushed in to bring what they needed. And I've come to tell you today, when God rushes into your house, he will rush in and help you. See, David said, I cried to the Lord in Psalms 18:6 in distress, and he helped me. I don't know about you, but I'm glad I serve a God that will help me. See, truthfully, I wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't be your pastor. I wouldn't be in your homes preaching this message to you if he hadn't helped me. And I've come to tell you the same God that rushed into that upper room, rushed into that home, and brought help to those people. He'll come right into your house this morning, and he will help you. The God of David will help you. The Holy Spirit rushed into that home, y'all, on the day of Pentecost, and he brought help. And that same Holy Ghost, he'll come right into your house, and he will bring you help. God will help you. He will rush right in and help you with that family issue. He'll rush right in and help you with that need. When he comes, he comes to help. He doesn't come just to hang out. He doesn't come to get depressed or, or worried or full of anxiety with you. When he shows up, he'll help you. He'll come right in your house and help you with that struggling child. He'll come right into your house and help you with that marriage problem. He'll come right into that house and help you 
with that addiction and break it off of your life. He'll come right into your house and help you and dry that cancer up right out of your body. He'll come right into your house and heal your sickness. He'll come right into your house and help you with that impossible situation. He'll come right into your house and help you get over that depression and get over that unforgiveness. Oh, I need to tell you today what the devil wishes I wouldn't tell you. God is coming into your house to help you. When he shows up, he shows up to help. I can't tell you the times that he's coming to my house. Uh, come on, y'all. He's coming to my home. He's coming to my life and he's helped me. I'm only here today because he helped me. He's helped me. He's helped me. And the truth is, he's helping me right now. I've, I'm a living witness, y'all. I've had God move for me. There have been times that I was at the end of myself and the Lord rushed in. He rushed in and he helped me. He's coming into your home right now. It'll bring help to you. In moments like these, I want you to know that God will help you. He's coming right now to help you. You've been worried about this virus. You've been overwhelmed with your problems. But I hear the Lord say, tell them I'm coming to help. Tell them help is on the way. Tell them they don't have to carry it by themselves. I'll help them. Tell them they don't have to fight the battle by themselves. I'll help them. Tell them they are not alone. I'll help them. Has he ever helped you? Has he helped you before? Has he made a way for you before? Has he ever helped you? Now would be a good place for you to just to start thanking God for the fact that he helped you. But here's the real question. Not only has he helped you before, do you believe that he can help you again? Glory be to God. See, even Jesus, when he spoke about the Holy Spirit in John 16, he said, it's expedient. It's important that I go away. For if I go away, I can send you another helper. He said, I'm going to send you somebody to help you. And that promise was the promise of the Holy Spirit. One translation says an advocate. But what we know it to be is the comforter. It's the Holy Spirit. He said, I'm going to send you a helper. And it's at times like this that I am thankful to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. It's at times like this, y'all, that I am thankful that I have a prayer language. It's at times like this that I'm thankful to lead a church that believes in the baptism in the Holy Ghost. See, the truth is, if the Holy Spirit has ever helped you before, the Holy Spirit will help you again because he's inside of you if you are filled with the Holy Spirit, if you speak in tongues, if you have that evidence. See, Romans 8, 28, 6 says, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. It said, For we know not what to pray. We don't even know how to pray. We, we pray within our knowledge. We pray within our finite understanding. But then the Holy Spirit inside of us, that's the incredible reality of being baptized and filled with the 
Holy Ghost. See, the Holy Spirit, he's omniscient. That's omniscience. That means he knows everything. The Holy Spirit is God and he's omnipresent. That means he's everywhere all at once. He's everywhere all at once, but he's inside of you. And that all-knowing, ever-present God gets inside of you and you begin to pray in the Holy Spirit and he helps you. See, there's no telling how many battles that you have won because you prayed in the Holy Spirit. There's no telling how many attacks of the enemy that you have defeated because you prayed in the Holy Spirit. There's no telling how many wrecks your children didn't have. There's no telling how many things the enemy had designed against you, but you found that place and you prayed in the Holy Spirit. You had help. Hallelujah. You had help. You had help. You had made it to where you are by yourself. You have had help and I feel right now God is sending help into your home. He's a helper. Listen, in that upper room, he rushed in and he brought help. We're in a time when it doesn't seem like money can help us. It doesn't seem like our giftings can help us. Our abilities can't help us. But the Holy Spirit, he'll rush right in. Come on now, and he'll help you. How dare you just raise your hands and say, help me, Lord. Help me in my home. Help me with my children. Help me with my marriage. Help me in this season. Help me, Lord. Now, here's what I love. The Bible said it filled the house. See, the truth is the Holy Spirit doesn't just get in the house. The Holy Spirit gets in you. The Bible said in Acts 2 that the Holy Spirit filled the whole house. And it didn't just fill the house. It filled everybody in the house. It didn't just fill that location. God's presence was more than just in the building. It got in the people. And you see, God broke in. It was like they were quarantined there, but God broke in. See, he had to break in before he could break them out. He had to break in because there was an outbreak that was destined to take place. This was the birth of the New Testament church, but God had to rush in. God had to break in because his purpose was to break them out. And the Bible said he filled the whole house. But listen, not only that did he fill the house, he filled everybody in it. I love that the Bible said he filled the whole house. You ought to just say that right now. He filled the house. Think about that. I'm glad he didn't say that he filled the whole synagogue. It didn't say that he filled the whole temple. It didn't say that the Holy Ghost filled the whole cathedral. It didn't say that the Holy Ghost filled the whole building. No, it filled the whole house. The Holy Spirit filled the whole house. I love it that when the Holy Spirit showed up the first time, he didn't show up in a synagogue. He didn't show up in a temple. He didn't show up in a cathedral. He didn't show up in a building, honey. He showed up in a house. He showed up right in people's homes. When God invaded the house, he made it personal. God came to the house. And I wanna tell you right now, God's about to come to your house. Power is coming to your house. Healing is coming to your house. Breakthrough, I feel the anointing of the Holy Spirit right now. Glory is coming to your house. Somebody say, feel my house, Lord. Feel my house. 
See, we're so used to experiencing the Lord in a congregational way, aren't we? We're so used to coming to church and experiencing God in a congregational way. But when the Holy Spirit comes into your house, it goes beyond congregational and it becomes personal. See, this is a home invasion. That's what's happening right now. This is a home invasion and God is making it personal. Somebody watching me right now, you need to just say, God, make it personal. You need to cry out to the Lord and say, God, make it personal. It's, it's about to get personal. See, you want God, when we, if I invite you to my house, it's personal. If I invite you into my house, it's no longer superficial, it's personal. See, there's things that I, I may, you may not know about me but when I'm at church, but if you come to my home, you're gonna see the real me. See, part, there's, the, the truth is you need to say, God, come into my house. Come into my house, just don't meet me at church. Come into my house, make it personal, God, because the truth is there's parts of me I can't reveal at church. There's parts of me that I might keep covered up at church, but God, come on into my house. I don't want you to see the Sunday morning me. I don't want you to see the dressed up me. Come into my house and let me show you the real me. Come into my house and make it personal. I don't want you to see the religious me that I want to show my friends. I want you to show, I want you to see the real me. When God comes into your house, see, he'll, you show him the real you. God, I want you to see the real me. The me that struggles with sinful decisions and acts and desires. I want to show you the real me. The me that thinks wrong thoughts, the, the grumpy me. Come on now, I wanna show you that I wanna kill my children me. Y'all ain't saying nothing. I wanna show you the depressed me, the bad attitude me, the weak me, the tired me, not the Sunday morning me, not the dressed up me, not the cute me, but God, here's the real me. Come in my house. See, when God gets in your house, there ain't no hiding. When God gets in your house, he makes it personal. Somebody needs to say, God, just come in my house. Change what you want to change, but help me break out of what I'm in right now. See, here's the truth. I said it before and I'll say it again. Precious, not only did God fill the house, he filled everybody in the house. And during this home invasion, here's what I decree. Here's what I say in faith. God, don't just fill the house, fill everybody in it. Don't just come into my house here in Ormond or Orlando or Miami or LA or Atlanta or wherever you're watching from. Don't just come into my house and fill the house. Fill everybody in it. Fill my husband, even if he's doubtful. Fill my wife, even if she doesn't feel like she needs filling. Fill my house and fill my kids. Come on. Fill my, fill my preschooler. Fill my teenager. Fill my rebellious child. My Lord, fill my goldfish. Come on. Fill everything in the house. Fill this house and fill everyone in it with the power of God. 
Break in, Lord. Break in and make it personal. Oh, I want to tell you something right now. In the New Testament, in the upper room, he came to the house. He came with help. God is coming to your house to help you. God is coming to your house to bring you aid. He's coming to your house to bring you what you need. I'll say it again. I hear the Spirit of the Lord say, help is on the way. You've been worried, but help is on the way. Now the Bible says that it filled the whole house. The word filled in the Greek, it means to fully fill, to fully fix, and to fully furnish. See, here's the reality. It's time for the Holy Spirit to fill your house. And when the Holy Ghost invades your home, He fully fills it. He fully fixes it. He fully furnishes it. When the Holy Spirit invades your home, He fixes things. He fixes issues. And He fixes people. I'm not saying He's gonna fix your washing machine. I'm not saying He's gonna fix your dryer. But I'll tell you this, He'll fix you. He'll fix your children. He'll fix your marriage. Somebody ought to say right now, fix it, Lord. I can't fix it, but you can. He'll fix your financial problem. He'll fix your health issue. He'll fix your struggle. He'll fix your emotional being. Some of you need to say, fix it, Holy Ghost. I can't fix that son, so you come in and fix him, Holy Ghost. I can't fix this marriage, but you come in and fix it, Holy Ghost. Come in and fully fill it, fully fix it, and fully furnish it. Oh, I love it. Because the Holy Ghost, when he comes in, he feels, huh? He fixes. And then the Bible says, according to this Greek word, he furnishes it. The Holy Ghost will furnish your home with everything that you need. I'm not talking about furniture. I'm talking about furnishing your home with love. He'll furnish your home with peace. He'll furnish your home with power. He'll furnish your own home with healing. He'll furnish it with breakthrough. He'll give you a home makeover like you never dreamed. See, let him fix your home. Let him furnish your home. There's so much that he can bring if he invades your house. He can fix it, he can feel it, and he can furnish it. I love what the Bible says because the Bible said, he came in as a rushing mighty wind. He filled the whole house. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. But the Bible said tongues of fire sat down on each of them. See, fire in the Bible represents the presence of God. In the Old Testament, in the camp of Israel, as long as there was fire on the altar, it signified that God's presence was there. I'm telling you, more than you need a raise, more than you need a new job, more than you need a new man, more than you need a new woman, more than you need a new house, what you need more than anything else is the tangible presence of God dwelling in your house. You need the fire. When those people were there, the Bible said tongues of fire sat down on them. You know what that meant? That means that the presence and the power of God sat on them. You need to say, 
say, Lord, sit in my house. Don't just come and leave, but sit down. See, you know when somebody comes in your house and sits down, they are there to stay. When God sits down, he's letting you know, I'm here to stay. I want to get him in my house, and I don't want him to come and go. I don't want him to be in there for a few minutes, but I want him to be there all the time. I don't want him just to be there on Sundays. I need him there every day of the week. Lord, don't just come into my house and leave. Come in my house and do what you did on the day of Pentecost. Sit down. Let your presence sit on my children. Let your presence sit on my mind. Let your presence sit over my life. See, don't just come into my house and leave. You need to cry out, Lord, sit down and stay. Come in and be Lord over my house. Come in and be in charge of my house. I can't do this without your presence. I can't make it without you. Lord, I don't want to give you visiting rights at my house. I'm your child. I'm not saying, Lord, you have visiting rights. I'm saying, Lord, take full custody. Take full custody. Stay in my house. See, when God sits down, everything changes. The Bible says that even now Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father, making an accession. He's intervening. He's making a difference. When God sits down, when God sits down, his presence is there. And in this moment, maybe you're not in the building, but God is in your house. Maybe you're not at your church location, but God is in your house. Maybe you're not on Granada Boulevard or one of our campuses, but God is in your house. Listen, let God break into your home because it's time for an outbreak. Are you hearing me? When God broke into that upper room, when God broke into that house, it was because he had an agenda. He wanted to break them out. And I'm talking to somebody right now. The reason that you need God to break in, the reason that you need God to break into your house, the reason you need a home invasion is because you need God to break you out of some stuff. If you let him in your house, he'll break you out of fear. He'll break you out of sickness. He'll break you out of worry. Some of you right now have been so constrained by this virus, so worried about what you're watching on the news. He'll break you out of anxiety. Come on, he'll break you out of unforgiveness. Break me out, Lord. Break me out of lack. Break me out of poverty. Break me out of sickness. Break me out of struggle. God broke in because there was destined to be an outbreak. I want to tell you something. In these moments, in these times, <laughs> we are coming into your home. Many of you have never watched live stream like this. Many of you have never sat down to this magnitude and degree. And week in and week out, service in, service out, America's prayer meeting, all these connection points. Your home is being saturated with the power of the Holy Spirit. See, this is an out, this is a break in, but we're going to have a break out. There, there will come a moment when this virus is over. There will come a moment when we will get the word. No more quarantined at home. 
There will come a moment when the restaurants will open. There will come a moment when the mall will open. There will come a moment when the church doors will open. But I got news for the devil. We ain't coming out the way we went in. We're not coming out of our house the way we went into our house. We're not coming out of this season. I feel the Holy Spirit the way we went into this season. But we are walking out with power from on high. My children are walking out better. My family is walking out more anointed. Things are shifting. My church is not even going to be the same. Oh, I want to tell you, when God breaks in, he breaks in because he wants to break out. When this is over, there's going to be an outbreak. I declare and decree, Calvary, we are going to walk in revival like we never have. We're going to have outpourings of the Holy Spirit like we've never seen. We're going to touch our online audiences. We have come to understand that there's a world to reach and we can reach them right now. Many of you are watching and you can't get to our physical locations, but this is your home church. I'm your pastor. You watch this. Now you've knitted your heart to this ministry. I want to tell you that all this coronavirus has done. You want to tell, you want me to tell the truth? All this coronavirus has done for me and for this church, it has not defeated us. It has not discouraged us. It has not made us want to quit. All this coronavirus has done is facilitated our outbreak. All it has done is created an atmosphere where we could come right into your home, where we could break in so God could break you out, where we could break in so God could move right in your house because you need to know that the God who's at church will come right into your home and he will bring you help. Here's what I've decided. We will never be the same Again, even today, as I'm preaching, man, I, I'm in my building, our building, God's building. There are thousands of seats. I don't hardly see maybe two people, three people sitting in seats, and there's thousands of seats here. But the truth is, I have preached like this building is running over because I am desperate that there be a home invasion and that God break into your house and that when God breaks in, there's an outbreak, you break out. That same upper room power, that same power of the Holy Ghost, come on, bring your children close. Come on now, I'm a, I'm a Pentecostal preacher. I believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. And I believe it doesn't just have to happen in this house. The Holy Spirit can come into your house. Even right now, your children. Just feel people with the Holy Spirit right now, Lord. Just feel families with the Holy Spirit right now, Lord. Come on now, it's not hard. Just raise your hands and begin to open your mouth. Begin to feel dads and moms with the Holy Spirit right now. <laughs> 
begin to feel teenagers. Come on. I want you to begin to speak in faith right now. God's filling people with the Holy Spirit right now. This is an outbreak. This is an outbreak. This is an outbreak. In the name of Jesus, slip up your hands. God is feeling right now. God is furnishing right now. God is fixing right now. I pray for you. If you don't know the Lord, you can accept him as your personal savior right now. You accept the Lord and you can be filled with that power. Here's what I want you to know. God is on your side. I want you to know that the work of the Lord has not stopped. That we are more determined to stay connected to you. We are more determined to be connected to your family. I just hear the Lord say, tell people that, that, that even when this is over, take a few minutes and spend time in my presence because I've come into their house. There's, there's been a break in, but God has broke in just like he broke into that house in that upper room so he can break you out and break you out of your problems, break you out of your challenges, break you out of your dilemmas and break you in to his plan. You know, one of the things that amazes me the most precious is that during this time, in the natural, when it seems like because we can't gather on our building, at our buildings, we can't gather on any of our four campuses, that Calvary and our ministry would somehow be limited and we would do less. But as I was coming today with Pastor Don to the church, I said, man, I'm tired. We're doing more. We're preaching more. We're giving more. We're praying more. We've helped thousands of people this week. I walked through those lines of cars that were lined all around our 68 acres of property and all the way down Granada Boulevard causing traffic jams as people came in for help. We loved and prayed for people and gave them food. And so many people said, we are so thankful for Calvary. You guys always help. See, you can't have the helper in you and not help. You can't have the Holy Spirit who's the helper and not help. When you have the Holy Spirit in you, something inside you says, man, I want to help. You know what your church is doing? This house is helping people. We're taking hot meals to people who are at risk. We are, we are, we are this week going to be ministering to nurses and doctors and taking them food who aren't leaving their post. You say, well, pastor, I want to be a part of that. Well, you should be. You ought to be. This is your chance. This is your opportunity to help. You say, well, pastor, how can I help? Because the Lord knows God has helped me. The Lord knows he helped me. Let me tell you how you can help. You can pray. You can pray for me, for the staff, for your church. But I'll tell you, 
to make it tangible, you can give. You can give on your Calvary app, right on your phone. Just click on the give icon and you can give right there. You can text to give. Any amount that you give is going to enable us. We're not passing the plate. We're not receiving offerings. If it doesn't come in online, somebody doesn't mail it in, if they don't drop it off, then we don't see it. But yet and still, in the midst of all this, we still help it. Before we receive offerings, we're still helping. You say, well, pastor, I want to be a part of that. You can text to give. Calvary Ormond, 386-866-3060. Text tithe in any amount. If you feel led to give a special offering, give it. If you want to give an offering to help us in this season, touch people, you can give it. 386-866-3060. Calvary Palm Coast, 386-255-35. Palm Coast, you amaze me. Thank you for your generosity. 386 Palm Coast, 255-35. My heart beats for Calvary NSB. I love you, NSB. I believe revival is in store for our campus there. You can text to give NSB 386-200-6522. You have an opportunity, if you will, especially during this season, to make your tithe reoccurring. Or if you won't, as we said, you can come by the office, drop off your offering, or you can mail an offering to 1687 West Granada Boulevard, Ormond Beach, 1687 West Granada Boulevard, Ormond Beach, Florida, 32174. Here's what I want you to know. God is breaking into your house. This is a break-in for a breakout. I want to pray over you, and then I'm going to hand this to Pastor Josh, and he's got some, he's going to speak a blessing over your family. Don't you dare miss it. He's going to bless your family, and then right on the tail end of this, we go straight live into a kid's service. But I feel like the Holy Spirit has invaded your home. So, God, we give you glory. I give you praise for the way that you have touched people's lives. God, I thank you that in these weeks, this is a home invasion. God, I thank you that you are breaking in. And because you're breaking in, all these people are going to break out. Thank you for the outbreak, for the beginning of a new thing. We give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you again for listening to this message. We pray that it inspired you in every single way. For more information about Calvary Christian Center or to give, you can go to calvaryfl.com. And be sure to subscribe and like this podcast. And we will see you next week here on the Calvary FL Podcast.